All right, let's go live. I got Sean Tabbitt of The Sean Tabbitt Show with me today. Uh, the Sean Tabbitt Show and many other things. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, first off, thanks for joining me, Sean. Jason, I am excited to talk to you today, man. Anytime I get to hang out with you, whether it's in person or video or on Facebook or Twitter, it is a good time. I think I've only actually met you in person one time, if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, and it was you know where you'd expect to find you. Well, getting coffee. It was a coffee shop. Yes. I was in town for a conference and I drove a long distance to get to the Starbucks that you worked at just so I could meet one of my book reviewers. It was, uh, Did you go, it was amazing. You drove far for that? I thought it was right around the corner or something. Uh, How far was that? An hour or something? It was like half, From hour, Cleveland? half hour, 45 minutes. I don't know. It was a while, but it was, it was so worth it because it, it brought me here for this moment. So. <laughs> brought you here for your big debut that's following right. bob goff that's right uh with the next interview with brave daily so See? i appreciate that yeah anytime. making it happen anytime man um I, we don't have a strict agenda but there's plenty to talk about because we keep one another uh we keep we keep ourselves pretty busy with different things that we uh, that we're doing. So we'll, we'll get into that, but, um, yeah, well, anything specific you want to talk about or, well, you know, I, one of the things I think that's kind of fun is you're one of my favorite people in the kind of the funky bookish space that I also inhabit in social media. I love all the new things you're always doing, you know, like me, you're always kind of pushing the envelope, trying different things, experimenting with different types of media. So, uh, <laughs> we've, we've kind of been rising together. I mean, we've known each other for a few years, both started out doing book reviews back in the day and blogging, and we've just kind of been tracking alongside each other. So, um, you know, I, I keep praying God mm -hmm. will give us more opportunities to collaborate on things. So, Hey, any, any, yeah. any time that door opens, I'm, I'm always excited or excited, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's fun to see that we're both kind of staying the course and operating in this space that we both really love. So, yeah, for sure. And, uh, I think we've been in touch more in the last couple of weeks or in the last month or so than we have in the last year or two. So yeah, I think it's happening more and more that we're crossing paths and trying some new things. Um, I'll throw this out just for people who don't know. Yeah. Um, Sean patiently waited, uh, as you know, we were a couple minutes late. We wanted to go live at six 30 patiently waited while I was trying something new, um, with, the streaming, this thing that we're doing right now over to Facebook live. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> He's always just like, we're always throwing ideas back and forth. So I appreciate that when I need to brainstorm or do something new and creative, I'll give you a text or a call or a message. So yep. well, and Hey, like, it. like we talked about before the interview, better to experiment with me than some <laughs> famous person or some guest that you've been trying for months to get on and be like, yeah, can you wait 15 minutes while I sort out the technical details? So no, glad to be your mm -hmm. Guinea pig, man. <laughs> I'll go. It goes both ways. Anytime you want to try something. Well, hey. Um, um, so yeah, what what do you want to know about me, man? What do you what do you want to talk about? What what does the brave daily audience need to hear about me? Um, there's a handful of things. Um, I did want to first uh, have you introduce yourself, yeah. because not everyone knows um, who you are, like what you do day to day, sure. not night to night, because you do a lot of different things 8, at different times. 8, and even in the morning, you wake up and you run a, a half marathon before the day starts. We'll try to get into some of that. Yeah. But, um, for people that are, that have no idea who you are, what do you do <laughs> vocationally? Yeah. The, the 10,000 foot overview. So, uh, by day, uh, I work for Baker publishing group. I'm the marketing manager for Bethany house, nonfiction and chosen books. Uh, what that means is I oversee a small team that deals with advertising, um, author relations, uh, social media, 
PR, booking interviews, TV, radio, podcast, um, print and online articles. Um, I also uh, travel quite a bit, go to conferences and events, meet with authors, help with acquisitions. My job is kind of, you know, there's this long column that's other duties is assigned, which uh, is great. I love how dynamic it is. I just get to do so many different things and I certainly don't get bored. So yeah, by day marketing manager under Baker Publishing Group for two of their brands. Mm -hmm. And you travel a lot and Don had mentioned too, and I think in a tweet, everyone that's going to be listening in is dying to know what's the, what's the travel rule that you follow? Oh, well, uh, Sean's first, Sean's first rule of flying is find coffee. I mean, that is really the most important thing. Uh, when you're going to get on an airplane, drink a bunch of coffee before you get on. Uh, you know, what's interesting for me as I travel, the things that people always talk to me about, they talk to me about coffee, and especially that I drink coffee every time I fly. Uh, they talk to me about books. They talk to me about that, that I'm a runner. Um, I can't think of there's – and podcasting. And so I'm like, all right, so people kind of get my brand. I love coffee. Love books. I'm all about podcasting and and running. So, you know, yeah. uh, I'm like, all right, the persona I'm attempting to craft on social media is being received. So, so yeah, yeah, that's that's I mean, well. The uh, two of the four things that you just mentioned uh, overlap in the health area. I was going to ask if you've ever taken a break from coffee, or if there's something bigger that keeps you doing all the running that you're doing. Um, uh, yeah. which would be another category, which is, I think health. And that's yep. something that you're really getting into now. Yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, this year is my year. I'm, I'm 39 this year. I'll be 40 next January. So this is my year of quote unquote hacking my midlife crisis. Um, you know, I felt like God really gave me a download last year that there are some areas in my life that I need to improve on, work on, uh, the areas where my faith, my family, uh, my vocation and health or fitness. And so, uh, health fitness that I had a lot of changes last year. I lost more than 50 pounds utilizing this book. I got to have product placement as the marketing manager it might be backwards depending on how you're seeing it on the video, but 30 day, not faith, backwards for me. It looks good. 30 day faith detox by my friend, Laura Harris Smith. Um, so January of 2016, I went through Laura's program, uh, lost 25, 26 pounds last January and then uh, over the course of the rest of 2016, um, ended up losing right around 53, 55 pounds, somewhere in there. Um, part of that was a combination of continuing with what I learned in Laura's book. The other part of it was I ran about 1,000 miles last year. So, hey, if you run 1,000 miles, you can also lose weight. And if you Is it really? Yeah. yeah. A thousand? Yes. Really? Or is that exactly? Okay. No, that's not exaggerating. So, you know, if you eat better and you run a thousand miles during a year, you can lose a ton of weight. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, people are usually really excited when they're like, so you, this book and you lost 50 pounds. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, and I also ran a thousand miles. You're like, oh, a thousand miles. That's a lot. So, so yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So you hint, I'm going to keep you talking because I have a follow-up question to that. Yep. Um, you hinted at this, or you kind of brushed over it real quick. What's Hack My Midlife Crisis? And and you you kind of talked about what brought you up to that point, but like, are there certain areas that you're focusing on now that you're starting yeah. a new chapter? Yeah, so my goal this year is to go through several different sprints. So basically, I've got those four areas that I'm working on, and I'm choosing a, a resource, a book, a course, something um, to try to improve in each of those areas. So I've set some goals. I've correlate resources for those goals. And then I'm going to go through a sprint where I'm working on each one of those areas. And then gonna, once I get through you know, each of those particular pieces, 
Um, I'll have kind of a reflection point where I look back, okay, with these four resources or books, what were the three takeaways? What did I learn? Um, so this also correlates to my podcasting on the Sean Tabbitt show. So um, I did a series of Hack My Midlife Crisis episodes to start off the year. And then I've kind of had those sort of on pause while I've been getting in the interviews with some of the different authors or experts that I want to work with for the goals I'm setting and the things I want to learn. Uh, and in the next few weeks here, I'll be putting up uh, kind of the first reflection on my first sprint, what I've learned, what goals I achieved. And, you know, if, if I don't achieve a goal, it's going to keep moving forward. And I'm going to try to find more resources to support achieving that goal. And if I feel like I've achieved a goal, I will set new goals in a particular area. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's just kind of a project I'm working on all year and it'll just be sprint after sprint after sprint till my 40th birthday. Yeah. I was going to ask where people would check that out. You mentioned a podcast, but I know I'll close with, you know, where to follow you, but yeah. is there, do you have your site up yet for that or no? No, I, I know that that was something you wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, no, I don't have the specific site. I bought the domain, hackmymidlifecrisis.com. I want to get through the first sprint and really um, hone in on what I've learned and kind of refine the process. So once I get through the first sprint, I will be kind of documenting the process and um, inviting people to go through like a mini sprint where you pick one thing to change over the course of a month to, to learn a new habit or make a change. So uh, once I complete the first sprint, then hackmymidlifecrisis.com will go live. Um, in the meantime, if you just want to find out more about it and see some of the resources I'm using and that sort of thing, uh, just go to seantabbitt.com. That's my main website where the podcast is. Search for Hack My Midlife Crisis. I think there's at this point three episodes that correlate to that specifically. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, you said your podcast, that's an easy segue into what in the world you do with uh, in the podcasting world. I mean, Don um, was blown up the Twitter sphere talking about you being a famous podcaster, but um, you're, I mean, you're definitely starting to make waves. Uh, you hit a huge benchmark uh, last month. And so what's going on with your podcast yes. and like, what kind of people do you talk to? 10,000 downloads last month was a significant milestone for me. I'd never hit that before. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, gosh, podcasting. Let me give you a little history. So I've been podcasting for about five years and started out with author talks with Sean Tabbitt. That was 121 episodes. Uh, those all still exist over at BibleGeekOnWild.com. If you go there, you can see all of my historic episodes for that old show. That show is retired at this point. Um, it was a little limiting to have author in the name of the show because I talked to people who are musicians, filmmakers, different folks. So I mm -hmm. um, wanted to expand past that. Um, for I brief, think you talked to me in that show at some point. Yes, at some point. That's probably why you're famous. Or now. I just want to feel cool and yeah. feel included. One of the two. You're very cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and for a while, uh, when I worked at Fortress Press, I did have a show called Fortress Press Live. I think we did like 24 episodes. Uh, that was focused specifically on authors from Fortress Press to so talk to some of the insiders, the editors there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, following that, I did the Sean Tabbitt wow. show, which is still going. I'm at 135 episodes now. Um, it's focused historically on mostly Christian authors or musicians. Um, I'm breaking out or branching out a bit with Hack My Midlife Crisis, where I am, uh, in order to make improvements on kind of the health and vocation segment of my sprints for Hack My Midlife Crisis, I'm starting to reach out to authors who are outside of the Christian bubble that I already work in on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, that's been an interesting challenge in the sense that 
you know, when it comes to the interviewing a Christian author, I've done several hundred of those to this point. So I've got a rhythm. I've got good transitions and talking points down. But when you talk to people that write in uh, more mainstream topics and different industries, it, there's different jargon, different language. So I, I really am grooving on the challenge of um, learning how to interview this different type of author. Uh, so that's that's been kind of fun just to break outside of the mold that I've been in. For a while so. so do you get to a point in the interview and you're just like i shouldn't have said that or i should have said it a different way or something like sometimes that. Is that what you mean <laughs> uh, yeah that can happen you know fortunately for me the interviews aren't typically live so uh you know i get to have the benefit of going back and editing afterwards which is always nice uh but yeah i mean there's there's always stuff you think you should have said different or could have said better but yeah no yeah. podcasting is, is is a lot of fun it's it's one of my favorite things i do yeah. Um, I was going to actually break away for a second and see. Um, there were a few questions aside from your own, Sean, you threw a couple questions in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I figured what the heck I can ask myself questions. You never, you know, I, I rarely get to interview yeah. myself. Um, looks like someone, um, someone else left a couple questions here, but we'll skip over whatever Don's wondering about. <laughs> um, so let's camp on marketing for one second. You started yes, to talk. I mean, we, we walked into, I'm kidding, Don, we'll say something. Um, you started talking about podcasting. Yep. You talked about what you do every day, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell me, um, I work in digital marketing uh, every day in a digital marketing agency. And so things are changing all the time in the digital space. Can you tell me anything about how your job's changing with with uh, the way you work with authors, the way you talk to them, maybe on podcasts and the way that you market their books and get their messages out to new readers? Yeah, you know, there's there's all kinds of shifts happening all the time. Um, some of the significant things I'm noticing, you know, like book reviews, book review, blogger book review programs are near and dear to my heart. I, I do some mm -hmm. side work with those at Cross Focused Reviews. Um, I'm seeing a shift away from those. I think they're still very important for you know, the average book campaign, but for some of the larger scale books where the launch is just more significant and you really want to make a bigger splash, I'm noticing a move from um, like blogger programs to launch teams. Um, just seeing mm -hmm. that blowing up in a huge way, especially this year. I uh, had a great chat yesterday with Anna LeBaron. If somebody's looking to hire a really high end book launch gal, Anna or AnnaLeBaron.com, she would be a great person to talk to if you, you're out there and you market books. She's uh, working with the Bob Goff launch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Anna, I, I recognize your name. Yep. Anna does great work. So yeah, that's one shift. The move kind of from. Well, Maria Goff. I'm sorry. Maria I got half to interject yes. because yes. it's Maria Goff's yes. book. No problem. Correct. <laughs> Feel free to correct yourself as much as you need to. Uh, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't edit it, so I have to. Definitely a shift from blogger review programs to launch teams. I don't think blogger review programs are going away. Uh, it's just for the scale that you want to have for these large launches where you're looking for say 250 or 500 influencers and bloggers, it takes a lot more work and coordination and somebody who really manages that project. Well, it's like a two to three month project to roll that out. So if that's the level of splash you want to make, you're going to have to work with somebody to make that happen. Um, mm -hmm. you know, one with, of the, go ahead. Ask a quick question. Yeah. Um, with book review, um, campaigns like yep. that, is there, and this is just a side tangent, but is there like an authority thing where people care less about what other people think any more than they used to or no? Is it a, like, 
like Amazon reviews maybe hold less weight than they used to because you don't know if it's spammy or uh, bloggers writing about a book, you know, it's not an incentivized post usually, sure. but some sort of, I got a free book, so I'm going to write something. And maybe um, word of mouth would mean much more yeah. to someone that was interested in picking up a book than Googling, you know, Love Lives Here by Maria Goff and then landing on a review of it at some website with an asterisk at the bottom that says book book provided for free. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering sure. if a launch team just kind of has this like more guerrilla marketing thing to it than a review campaign might have. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I don't know. I think the reviews are still important. You definitely want to see, you know, for every book, I, I, I really think every book needs 25 to 50 reviews on Amazon or other retail sites minimum. I think that's going to give you a good flavor and range of what, whether whether people bought the book or got it for free for a review. I think you know it takes twenty five to fifty reviews to get a real sense of what the book covers, how people feel about it, how they're responding to it. Um, but you know, I, I think from that that social proof aspect, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble or ChristianBook.com alone, that sort of social proof of say five, eight years ago, and the social proof now is more. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I mean, you you really need to have conversations going in all the different social media networks about the book. I mean, uh, the majority of the books I buy, and while some people think I get all my books for free, I do buy some books. Now, usually it's marketing books <laughs> or business books. Um, most of the Christian books I read, I do get for free because I interview those people on my podcast. But, uh, you know, I find out about all the books I'm typically looking to get uh, podcasts, uh, you know, video interviews and social media. That's where I get a, a good diet of new content um, that I'm, I'm always looking to find new things, new books that I need to be aware of or read. Uh, but yeah, it needs to be, it can't just be the retail websites anymore. The retail website's super important, helps with ranking, helps with awareness, but mm -hmm. that by itself doesn't really cut it anymore. You do need to have a good stream of chatter on social media for just a real effective and well-rounded launch. Mm -hmm. Um, so with social, how do you knock social out of the park as a publicist or as a publisher or a marketing team that's getting, trying to get a book out there? Sure. Um, there's launch teams and there's review teams, but is there something else that you guys use or that you know that others use to listen maybe or to share or to track? Yeah. You know, um, probably the biggest thing is just planning your campaigns and getting on the same page with your team and the author's team, you know, if, uh, create schedules ahead of time of, you know, what your plans are for your social rollout and get a sense of what their team's plan is. Agree on the hashtags that you're going to use. Agree to tag each other uh, in your social media posts. That's at a base level is a, is a nice place mm -hmm. to start just to make sure you have awareness. Uh, you're definitely going to want to have some kind of a scheduling uh, tool. We use Sprout Social. I've been using that for a couple of years now. Very, very happy with that. it. What what's that? I didn't know that. Yes, I don't. I don't remember you saying that before. I we used to use Sprout, and we've moved from Sprout to something else. Oh, I I felt maybe I'll mention it. I'm kidding. I, I it's may, Falcon. Okay, Falcon. Okay, I may be behind the times. I don't know. I know Zondervan and some of the HarperCollins Christian brands use Falcon. So, uh, but yeah, we've been using Sprout for a few years. Um, also using Promo Republic, which I really am in love with. Um, what I especially like about them, not so much for scheduling but they've got a spectacular template library of art and pre-designed memes that you can edit. Um, they also have a real interesting calendar of holidays and special events and anything imaginable on this day in history and other crazy things. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, there's just lots of kind of content that's a little bit out of the norm for us that's been really helpful. So yeah, uh, tool-wise, uh, Sprout Social and Promo Republic are two that um, the team's definitely been enjoying. So promos, I think you shared that and you said it has pictures that you don't see a lot of others sharing. Is that, is that the yep. tool that you're talking about? Yeah, that's, you said that? even with the, pre, the pre-designed uh, memes that you're able to go in and edit, I've not seen many of those anywhere else. So I'm, you know, I'm not sure about who's using Promo Republic, but clearly not a lot of the people in the specific space I'm operating in, which makes me excited because then my artwork looks, looks exciting yeah. and, and fresh and new. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it stands out. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I could say about launching. Yeah, pretty much just the, the coordination between the teams, super important. Um, what else? Do you ever do um, where like an influencer might tweet or post or something about one of your authors? You- yeah, yeah, that was kind of where I wanted to go next. So yeah, part of it too is looking at the influencers that your team has access to. For us, it's other authors that we're working with and and getting a sense of and access to the, the author who's writing the book, their influencers and really equipping uh, those people with memes or other things that they might need and just getting kind of agreement and buy-in on when those things are going to go live, when they're going to post that sort of a thing. Uh, one of the things we've really been experimenting with in the last few months and, and kudos, hats off to my senior publicist, Grace Casper, um, she's been doing a lot with live tweeting, uh, live Facebook posting w- during interviews. So when our authors are on TV or on radio, as the interviews are happening, um, she's pulling out quotes from the conversations and just posting those on the fly and, and sharing. And that's actually been really effective. We've seen a lot of good traction from the media outlets that we're working with and from the authors and their teams. They're really I think they, they just feel blessed that people from the publishing company would actually listen to the interviews that they're doing and know that we're aware and that we're promoting them. Uh, I think it just yeah. helps them feel like the extra effort they're putting in to do those uh, goes a long way because we're actually using that content and sharing it on our social media channels. So, uh, yeah, it's all it's all at the end of the day, man. It's all about relationships and sharing. And but, yeah, social is social. Yep. You got to be social. You got to be social. Yeah. Cool. Um We'll see if any others have uh, any other questions that we haven't attacked just yet. I feel like we have actually walked through all these. Um, what about you, Sean? You got any thoughts or anything you're, you're working on or working through right now you want to talk about before we close it up? Um, yeah. Yeah, I always got new things in the hopper. <laughs> hmm, which thing to talk about is always uh, the most difficult thing. Um, I didn't talk about my family. That might be kind of interesting. So That's uh, not that big of a deal no not that that big of a family right i don't you know i don't have as big of a family as some of the other famous homeschoolers out there but i do have nine kids so that's uh it's a trip to be a dad of nine i grew up as an only child so yeah learning about how siblings get along and all that has been interesting uh for me uh i feel super blessed to have so many little munchkins running around my house so my life is never ever dull um so yeah go large families um what else is kind of how fun? many how many people are on like a varsity basketball team? I, I feel like you I have it covered. I think I could fill a basketball team. I'm not a huge sports guy, but I probably could Me fill a basketball team. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's been an amazing season of favor for me. The podcast is growing like crazy. Um, I've had interesting guests uh, today. I, I released my interview with uh, Lauren Green, Fox News religion correspondent. Got to meet with her at NRB uh, a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. Had Stephen Curtis Chapman on. 
recently, uh, Bill Johnson of Bethel Church out in Reading, another big guest, uh, Trevin Wax um, from B&H slash Lifeway. So, yeah, you know, God's just opening doors. I'm getting access to all kinds of crazy guests. And, yeah, it's 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 pretty exciting just to kind of talk to uh, some of the who's who in, in the industry that I'm a part of. Yeah, cool. Um, we'll close with you uh, sharing any last words about uh, where to find you. Um, any Anything that's up and coming that people should be watching for, like uh, Hack Your Midlife Crisis or anything that people should keep on their radar? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, my encouragement, first of all, just from a broad perspective, uh, when it comes to marketing, interacting uh, on social media, one, be yourself. Uh, don't try to have a fake persona online. Just be who you are. That's that's always very helpful. Uh, and two, just encourage people. I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned that has helped me to be the most successful is to uh, encourage people to be relational. I try to take the those online relationships offline. So when as I travel, you know, I'll go drive 45 minutes to meet Jason at the coffee shop he was working at at the time. He made my coffee. It was wonderful. Uh, but yeah, just try to, uh, you know, make those connections that, you know, if, if you have friends online that are important to you, meet them in person, it, it makes a big difference. Um, so yeah, just, uh, be, be yourself and, and be super relational, uh, places to connect with me. Probably the best place as far as website goes would be seantabbott.com. That's S H A U N T A B A T T.com. Uh, that's my main website. That's where you can see 135 or listen to and see some of my 135 previous episodes of the podcast. You want to hit me up on Twitter. I go by the handle at S Tabbott. That's at S T A B A T T. Um, Facebook, you can find me, search for Sean Tabbitt or search for the Sean Tabbitt show. Or if you just Google my name, you'll see like a decade worth of stuff that I've been working on. So yeah, there's, there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there. Cool. Well, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. It's always fun. Um, we'll do it again soon. Awesome, man. Bless you. Take care.